Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 38 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Me and my friend Henry Hertfeld have done three episodes in cooperation with CETA on the topics of digital retail. In these three episodes, we talked a lot about digital cabin and how to do retailing on board. Today, we are going back to the roots of digital retailing. We'll talk about how to build great digital products. We have a great guest on our show today, Mark Hirsch, Senior Director of Digital Customer Experience at Southwest Airlines. And I think Southwest Airlines and their digital team are one of the best. So I'm really excited that Mark joined me and Henry and shared their learnings and explained how they built new great digital solutions at Southwest. We talked about how to get ideas for new digital products, how to optimize them, how they do research and testing at Southwest, how they expand testing and optimization process and the whole mindset to other products and channels like in-flight entertainment, which I think is really interesting. So tons of really interesting stuff. And I'm really glad that Mark was willing to share some of his knowledge and experience with you. And I think you can get a lot of useful ideas from this chat. In a nutshell, this is what this podcast is all about, sharing ideas, and give the opportunity to great people in our industry to connect and spread their knowledge. I hope you'll enjoy our chat with Mark and Henry. Hi, Henry. Hi, Mark. Uh, welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Good morning. Hi, talk. Hey, good to, to talk to you again in this format uh, with, uh, with the three of us. Mark, before we start, I read, I always do a little bit preparation. So spy on people on, on LinkedIn, try to, <laughs> to well, see, so see what they do. And uh, this is how we find a lot of interesting people. And I found a lot of interesting stuff that you do. So this is something that we want to talk to you about today. But I think what I read in your bio, it says that you are a leader of nine different digital product groups at, or product teams at Southwest. How does this look in practice? What kind of products or what kind of teams do you manage or work with? Yeah, so our team helps uh, perform digital product management and design the digital experience for things that customers interact with on Southwest.com, the Southwest app, and our in-flight portal. Um, and we sit in the middle between lots of great creative people um, at the company um, coming up with ideas from customer experience, uh, our call center teams, ground ops teams, all that good stuff in our engineering groups. Um, so we bring to bear um, user experience design and research, digital product management expertise um, in designing things so that they work really well in those experiences. So think of things that you see on southwest.com. Uh, you know, when you shop a ticket, that's uh, one of our team members, Kathy in particular, mm -hmm. um, who's our digital product owner in that space, thinking about all the great new things we should be doing at the micro level down to the credit card form entry mm -hmm. and up to the macro and, uh, level. You know, we recently announced a new fair product that we're about to launch. So lots of great things that we have folks working on in that space. And then it'll span out from booking to things like our co-brand relationship that we have with Chase. Um, we just activated a, a few new teams that are focused more on self-service, on mm -hmm. um, the day of travel and the trip support experiences, and then a variety of other uh, products that people uh, are able to touch uh, from a digital perspective. Nice. Interesting. And this is something that I want to touch on uh, a little bit later on, because I think it's interesting that you manage not only the web, the desktop, how you call it, or the app, yeah. let's say the typical booking, but also the in-flight entertainment or what I saw, uh, part of your updates, you do the loyalty, yeah. all this stuff. So this, I think it's that you apply this process to all these products or processes, how you call it, it's uh, very interesting to me. Uh, in terms of getting new ideas or new ideas from for digital products. How does this process look like? How do you come up with new ideas? 
or do you, do you come from optimization of existing one from user research? You said that you are uh, try to apply these best practices of doing a lot of research. Uh, how is how does the ideation for let's say new innovative airline digital products? Uh, oh, that's like? a fun question because <laughs> y'all are in travel and hospitality. You know there are a litany, hundreds if not thousands of great problems to go solve. Uh, and the tough part is actually trying to figure out what's the next best problem. Um, and then using your team's resources and great creative talents to figure out, is that a, a problem that's great for us to go bite into? Um, so <laughs> to the first part of your question, ooh, the ideas come from all over. Um, customer feedback is a really big piece. You know, last night I was working um, with the team on an Apple Pay issue, as an example, that was coming in from customer feedback, um, saying up a little late, which is why I might be a little bleary eyed for, for this <laughs> on, on that one, but making sure we didn't have a bigger problem. Fortunately, it looked like it was a smaller issue. Um, but, you know, in, even in my role, I get every one star review that we have in the app pushed to my device. You might even see me sometimes respond to those mm -hmm. personally, and we empower our teams to do that as well. So, customer feedback is a really big one. Um, we also get a lot of industry trends that, that come in, you know, regulatory is one that sort of requires us to sort of drop everything else and jump into it, especially during COVID oh, that really impacted a lot of roadmaps, uh, uh, during that time period with a lot of the U S entry changes and international changes with, with travel. Um, and then, uh, another big piece that we have is what I would call enterprise initiatives. Ideally, those are all connected and they should be, uh, since we're a customer first type of company. Um, they should all be connected to what the customer wants. So, but those might be really big initiatives. We call them top-down uh, initiatives, where we all as a Southwest company need to come together and tackle something that's really big and really thorny. Um, so we take all that good stuff, plus the wild west of what's happening um, in the in the innovation space within what Apple's doing and what uh, Google's doing and what how the ad tech space is changing, all that good stuff. And then our product management teams are the ones who have to sort of deal with that beautiful mess <laughs> and then <laughs> figure out the best, next best thing. Woo, and it is fun. I, uh, and we're a consensus driven org, you know? So it, I think our CEO calls it that, uh, you know, working in, in the travel space is one of the hardest team sports that there could be just because it's highly automated and highly manual at the same time. Um, so you got to bring together all these different competencies to make sure you're doing the right stuff. So that's what they do is try to do that and try to prioritize it uh, to make sure it balances back out to make sure that we're most loved, uh, most efficient and most profitable at the end of the day. Um, and not everyone gets what they want, um, you know, but they may they in the long term. I hope that they do. Um, but we all have some really good discussions to try to balance it out. So we do the right thing for Southwest. Mark, I'm curious, um, as, you, as you and your colleagues are looking at ideas, getting customer feedback, uh, et cetera, are, are you hearing, and, and if you are hearing uh, uh, this, oh, you know, why can't you do something, whether it's a process or presenting a product or whatever it is, like, you know, and then they'll name the brand another brand, whether it's a retailer or a bank or a grocery store or some other non-travel type of digital uh, uh, experience, digital brand, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm just curious, do you ever get inspiration from these non-travel uh, brands, digital experiences? Uh, uh, and, and what, you know, how do you borrow from that and do it within the Southwest way? Because you also have a very well-known, very beloved brand. A absolutely. I hear that every <laughs> time, you know, um, and uh, I hear it sometimes in ways that's whimsical and, and fun. Uh, like, hey, uh, the Froyo shop down the street can get me a push message under this situation. <laughs> Why can't we? And then, you know, we explain the intricacies of all the interconnected systems that have to make a change to, to, to support that. So we definitely see other experiences come in, but we benchmark ourselves all the time um, against other brands that are related to travel and then travel adjacent and then outside of travel. So. Good example, um, you know, we're looking at improvements to our login experience right now. So we can benchmark ourselves against travel, but honestly, those aren't the best experiences in many cases. I agree. 
because they have all the same constraints that we do, you know, so and really big technology systems that are sometimes um, have to get, bring a lot of folks together to bear to, to make a change. Um, but we would look at quick service um, or coffee um, or retail, um, all those types of things to really benchmark what's the new trend or ground transportation, those types of things um, to figure out what's a, a really good way to approach that experience and then figure out how we could do it in the Southwest way. Um, okay. Mark, so one of the things that we benchmark here at the Intrail is this experimentation landscape. And yeah. we talked about part of this data-driven, more modern approach to managing digital product is to measure, optimize, analyze, do user research. And uh, you talk, uh, you told me before that you ran a lot of uh, usability tests and a lot of A-B tests during the last two years, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So let me throw a curveball here, maybe. You said that some ideas come down down these enterprise uh, yep. initiatives. Have you experienced uh, at some point that you tested some of these ideas and didn't work and how you then uh, get the feedback back? Oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> That's so much fun, too. Uh, <laughs> if it helps sort of describe it, uh, we're a strength-based organization, you know, Clifton Strength. So okay. uh, that helps. <laughs> in my top five, I don't have Maximizer, but oh my gosh, I try to maximize and our team tries to maximize all of our available ways that we can solve problems. So think of it like we have top-down initiatives where we as a, a Southwest family need to all come together to support a, the greater good. But then we reserve capacity and hold it for product optimization mm -hmm. at a feature level. Um, so we make sure we have enough that we can respond to the market and do ongoing prioritization. That's not at an annual basis, um, but more, more quick, quick to market. Um, so we can shift and dodge as appropriate. Then we, then we even have a more detailed level of optimization that is down at a product level. Mm -hmm. um, and we can do targeting and personalization depending on the, the, the front end's capability set um, at a very quick, quick um, so we might be running tests when you're going through southwest.com or the app and you'll see a different journey um, experience if you have a if you have a certain product on your profile or not and we try to adjust it appropriately so down at that lower level where we're doing actual product optimization uh, we have teams that are coming up with hypotheses um, looking at the clickstream data looking at customer activity looking at customer feedback and saying wouldn't it be good if we go test this, um, even down to, to the nuance of the impact of a color, you know, color has really big impact. And if you use it in the right spots, um, it can have a, a big deal. We, we changed a component um, in one of our uh, in one of our flows and we saw a 0.4% increase uh, in the in the flows completion rate just by changing a mic. I mean, it was literally a five by five pixel area on the screen. Um, and changing it from one one hue to another. Um, so those have huge impacts. So we try to do that um, as much as we can. Um, and then on the usability side, before we even get to that mode, we have a great usability practice that a team member Laura, uh, on our team uh, brought to us a few years ago. And we've just kept building it up since then. But we can go out and run a test on a problem area, even either at the micro or at the, or at the macro level, very quickly, and go out to a sample of audience, a, a really large million person plus audience, um, and ask them to, to try out our new experiences. You're talking about this uh, unmoderated remote uh, usability test, like via services like user testing. Yeah. Test. Okay. We've done both. Um, COVID forced us into the, we can do moderated and un unmoderated user testing. Um, in those in those situations, um, but COVID actually forced us into that. We used to do bring people on site, mm -hmm. you know, do galvanic skin response, hook them up to, to systems, see, like have a webcam mm -hmm. that's monitoring mm -hmm. to see if they're smirking. There's, I have <laughs> no idea how many different forms of faces could be, um, and all the different things that show if you're pensive or concerned or elated. Um, but Laura brought all that to the table. But since we've shifted to that um, more internet-based approach accessing that larger audience. I mean, I think Laura gave me a rundown yesterday. I think last year we ran almost 300 usability tests on thousands of people um, to get their feedback, which is so much fun because of our brand. 
we actually have a halo effect to the point where we actually have to take off our names and change the colors because otherwise people see it and they're like, hey, I, oh, that's Southwest. I like Southwest. And you go, oh, that just tainted the experiment. <laughs> so <laughs> now I got to go adjust. <laughs> but uh, we, we still love hearing that. But uh, it's just it's just a funny side effect. So we're, we're always we call it always be testing, um, uh, which is a, just a lot of fun to get into that learning and analytical and hypothesis driven approach. Mark, how large is, can you share how large your user testing groups are? How many people work for you in those areas? Yeah, we're scaling up right now. It's it's a small but mighty team of a, of a handful of folks. Um, but the fun thing that we've learned has been um, we're a big company, you know, so there, there's big company stuff that comes with that. We, we've learned, though, that there's a lot of people at the company that like doing that. So we're working on evangelizing that even more. Um, and then our designers, they may not be user researchers from a classically trained perspective, but we find that they love doing that in many cases. Um, so we've worked to empower them. So, you know, it might be a few, a few, a small handful of folks that have the actual title, um, but we have a lot of folks that play in that space. Uh, so we'd like to work with them. Yeah. For one of my prior episodes, I talked to head of research at he was at Ryanair before in Europe, and now then he moved to OTA yeah. Dreams. And they have a similar approach, like the user research team is more like teaching and then empowering people to do, do, do this yeah. so that the product teams can run quick user research sessions on their own. They don't need to centralize it, more like decentralized, empowered approach. Really interesting stuff. It's fascinating technology like we can go out and ask people to to show us the experience that they see when they go to the airport too through the same technology which is just so much fun that you ask people to look at that digital to physical interface which is pretty tricky to to measure but what did it look like when you're in the app then look at the airport wayfinding signage did, did the sign even make sense to you or did it attract the wrong level of attention and we can see that through a recording and then ask the customer to give us feedback in those moments. So we're, we're, we're really in the beta test mode of that piece, but um, we've been looking at folks like Walgreens that have done a sim similar thing and Coinstar that have done similar examples. And it's just, it's very fascinating, the insights that you get. Mark, is your, is your team also responsible for the airport kiosks? We are partially is a good way to describe it. So are y'all familiar with Conway's Law? It, well, so Conway's Law is, it's from the 60s, and I think it resonates so well, which I may not be paraphrasing it the best, but that your customer experiences tend to parallel your organizational design. <laughs> and I say that only because our ground operations team is the team that historically has been responsible for the kiosk strategy and things like that. And we've been un undergoing a lot of work to try to connect the dots between digital customer experience and ground ops. So while we may not be directly responsible for, for the kiosk, we work together in a partnership now so that we can make sure that the experiences seem similar. Um, and now we're even working to get even deeper together to, to make sure we're all working together to tie together what someone saw on the digital experience. Do they have the same capability set or should they? over on the kiosk too but we got we got opportunity in that space to, to be sure yeah. because one of the things i said initially that's interesting to me and maybe there are two things that you can talk about here yeah. i follow your updates when you communicate the changes and sometimes even tests and or, but or new features that you do yeah. on your different southwest channels and i find this really a good practice and i would just like some feedback from you uh, why you do that and uh, what kind of uh, feedback you get from it. But the other yeah. part that I saw for them is that, yeah, like you said, or what we see in our research, most airlines apply now, or let's say they're trying this testing user research to their main channels, uh, desktop app. But yeah. I, I didn't see many do it on a kiosk level or like I, I saw what you do on the in-flight entertainment when you are testing new yeah. stuff. That was interesting to me. Or even I saw that you ran an experiment on customer feedback, like call center features, how you yeah. optimize. So that was 
this to me got me thinking how you're expanding this to other things. And this is difficult, like you said, how to decentralize this, how to empower these teams. But on the other hand, I see big value. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I share all that stuff, and I wish I could share more, honestly. But <laughs> And I, and I can't for, for some reasons, you know, I just can't yeah. for competitive reasons. But one, I love just loving on the folks who are doing this. Yeah. I want to make sure that they're jazzed about this and they have things to put in their portfolio and that they can grow and develop because that's just great for them. And it's great for, for Southwest. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for people to be comfortable sharing those stories and knowing if they can share those stories. And my role allows me uh, to make those judgment calls. So okay. I, I try to tap into that. And then the other piece is I just want to help inspire other people that you can do this and travel mm -hmm. and these things work in other adjacent industries so that other people have stories to tell when they're at their companies and sharing, Hey, why don't we, why don't we invest in usability research? You know, I'm sure someone's making that case at their company right now and saying, well, we have this story from Southwest. Great. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that helps them make the case. So I'm fortunate to work at a company where there are case studies that are written about us. So just trying to help in that area for, for other people. And then the last bit, to be quite frank, is uh, I also want to attract people to Southwest. So I want to make sure we can get the best and most creative minds that really want to work in the travel industry because we got really good problems to solve and, and they're fun problems to solve and they're hard problems to solve quite honestly. So I just, I do that so that people know that we're jazzed about this too. Yeah. Sorry. That was probably the first part of your question. I think there may have really loved uh, hearing that. And so we will talk a little bit about digital talent and the challenges and what yeah. kind of talent are you looking at the end uh, but maybe the other part was let's say applying this user research testing experimentation product to other touch points like in-flight entertainment yeah. portal some experience how uh, what was the learning experience there and maybe the feedback is there a, <laughs> is does it work the same as on your desktop or is i'm fortunate that we have the in-flight portal team on our digital experience team because longer term, I think we can just do so much in that mm -hmm. space. Like we're really, we have a great entertainment experience on board and we have the ability for you to access internet and free messaging and all that, and all that great stuff. And we made uh, the entertainment fully free a few years ago um, and saw great take rates. But I also see a really big opportunity and we just need to spend more time in the space to help better prepare you for your connection. Mm -hmm. Like we have connecting flight information but we don't have the push notifications, as an example, if you have the app that's telling you, hey, well, here's what you should expect when you when you land in Houston for, for your next trip, uh, for your next uh, uh, section of your journey. Here's the gate you're going to arrive at. Here's where you're going to go. Here's how much time you have to get there. And that's enough time for you to go, you know, take your kids to, to the bathroom or get, get folks fed to reduce that level of journey anxiety that comes from travel. Like travel is anxiety prone. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> stressful exactly. experience. So how do we take stress out of that for you? And the in-flight moment is a great moment uh, to do that while you're sitting there. We actually see most people are, the most amount of time is actually spent watching your the flight map. People will sit up and they'll put up in a, a movie and they'll put it in picture, -in -picture I, I, mode. I can attest to that. I, I traveled yeah. last week and... I just love it. I mean, especially if you're going to new places. Internationally. Yeah. Okay, where am I now? Learning. I'm a history addict, so yeah. learn about geography, about countries. So to me, yeah. it's a great product. So simple, but 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 so 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 great. CETA is the air transport industry's IT provider, delivering solutions for airlines, airports, aircraft, and governments. Our technology powers more seamless, safe, and sustainable air travel. With around 2,500 customers, CETA's solutions drive operational efficiencies at more than 1,000 airports while delivering the promise of the connected aircraft to customers of 18,000 aircraft globally. CETA also provides a technology solution 
that helps airlines worldwide bring their cabin crew into the digital era with an all-in-one digitalization tool. CrewTab, the tablet application for cabin crew, transforms daily airline operations from the ground up, unlocking the highest level of resource optimization, ultimate cost savings, innovative revenue generation opportunities, and maximum passenger satisfaction. Yesterday, I flew from New Orleans to uh, New York, where I am now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I used the airline's flight tracker uh, on its in-flight entertainment screen, not because I really cared where I was, but I was doing a lot of work and I wanted to try to make sure I was maximizing my time. And uh, uh, also, you know, you've got to get ready for landing, all of that good stuff. Um, and so, you know, that's to me where it's helpful and okay, yes, you know, now we're over this part of North Carolina or, or, you know, Virginia or whatever, that's nice to know. But what's really more important is, you know, I've still got another 25, 30 minutes where I can focus on getting work done. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark, you know, one question I've got, since we're talking about the in-flight entertainment portal and you brought up Wi-Fi is... Uh, how much control does Southwest have over that design versus your Wi-Fi partner? Do they just let you do the front end or do they, you know, is there any kind of handoff, if you will, between the Southwest designed portion yeah. and your partner? We work hand in hand with them on the um, portal experience. It's on the portal experience. We've had some great success with our with our current partner a few years back we we did some research we found learnings that we had from other app experiences which was let's put the key things in front of people you know we had this giant hero shot when you were on the in-flight port then you had to scroll down to find the key things for that you wanted to go do like watch a movie or watch entertainment so we all had the simple hypothesis which is let's get rid of the hero shot <laughs> and then move all that stuff up to the top. Well, lo and behold, a 25% increase in take rates. And that's an example oh, of testing on the iFi that I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, just free messaging was up, I think 20 or 30% movies were up, was up a similar, a similar fashion. And we, we worked hand in hand in the, in the research element of that uh, to improve that experience. And, you know, all the providers have a different type of structure. Some of them have out of the box. Some of them have fully customizable types of things. And we have been fortunate in, in the area where we we had that early partnership in that space. Uh, so we're, we're highly influential um, in that. And we're constantly testing in, in that space. We just launched Venmo recently, and I was super surprised by the take rates of that of that product. It's doing great. I'm sorry, which product was this? There was a truck in the background. No, you're good. Uh, we launched uh, Venmo as one of our options. Okay, for okay. yeah. Dollar internet uh, on board. Um, great take, take rate. We worked hand in hand on, on, on that stuff, but um, there's lots of little nuance that you don't, you may not even know. Uh, Steven is our digital product owner in that space, and he came up with this great idea, which is actually change around based off of your phase of journey. Um, and we saw increased take rates from, from those as well. So the, your first button you might see is free movies uh, and free live TV um, at the top. And then as you get throughout your journey, we'll, we'll, pop, up, we'll pop up a button um, when you're at a certain phase in flight, when drink service is about to begin, so that you can have context about your drink service and it's, and it's handy. And then if you've used other products and services, some of those, those pieces uh, go away and we pop something else up there just to make it much more contextual. Mark? In-flight app is part of uh, your main app or you have a separate app for the in-flight entertainment? We have a, it's a separate, that area, honestly, is just fascinating how it all works. Just yeah. to be, I, I love that we have, it's so it's so interesting that we have 750 plus flying servers mm -hmm. uh, on board, uh, but it's lightly integrated into our app and okay. our web and our uh, desktop experience where we sense if you have, if you're in-flight and then we change that okay. to help you get to the in-flight portal. Okay. But there's a lot more in this in the future okay. that we'd love to do in, in that space of time all, all closer together. Because my question is, and I think based on what you're telling, at least with approach to digital product, you're much more further along than what I see in the industry. But 
Well, that thank you for saying that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's from research, from research and analyzing and benchmarking. But what yeah. I wanted to say is, it's still what I see in, especially in flight. It's still what I call typically digital black hole. You know, because in airline industry we have the desktop, the app, the post booking. Most yeah. of this thing is somehow connected. But then this in-flight experience, it's like a separate siloed ex customer experience. So I would just like to hear your views and the challenges and maybe what you see in the future and how you tackle this or if you are oh, basically, if, uh, if, I, if you are uh, seeing yeah. this uh, the, the, the challenge here. Yeah, we, we love that space and uh, trying to bear, bring to bear a lot of the other technologies that we have to personalize your experience in web and app. Like I can do a lot with data based off of what's in your profile, past actions that you've taken um, on our website uh, and then our, in our app experience. The in-flight portal is running, it's like a separate app. We make it look very similar, definitely from a user experience perspective. But there's things in there that I would love to do and we're just not there yet. Definitely have plans and all that good stuff. But if you had our co-brand card, the Southwest card, and you go into the workflow right now and you want to watch live TV, there's a there's a small there's a small acquisition ad right there that shows up even if you have the card, which mm -hmm. is not as valuable to you as a customer, right? That's not the right message in the right moment for you. I'd love to tell you uh, in that moment about a, a much more compelling offer for you. You know, we have a, a great offer right now for you to refer a friend and you get all these extra uh, bonus points and all that good stuff. like that's what we should share or we should be testing something else there. And there's there's constraints around like just a roadmap that we got to that we got to think through and is that the next best thing and we'll have the, we'll have the most impact versus other changes. And then there's also just constraints around uh, the fact that that round trip to get data takes about 700 milliseconds just because of the speed of light. Yeah, you know, we're going to a, a satellite 26,000 plus miles out in the sky. To get to get you that personalized experience, if we haven't cached it on board, yeah. uh, so we do a lot of like magic that the team does to try to figure out what should be on board versus what needs to go to the ground um, in, in in our setup. But I I'm with you. Uh, I want that. I also sometimes question like how much of that should be in the app, how much of that should be the, on the server on board. Um, and those are just good good discussions that we'll debate uh, in, in the future here. Yeah. Mark, you know, in, uh, uh, I've been reading about how airlines are starting to offer people the ability to order food and beverage through the apps uh, uh, while in flight. Is that something that uh, Southwest is able to consider? You know, it's fun with no assigned seating uh, <laughs> on, on things like that. Because a lot well, of people once you're in the seat, yeah, yeah. You can then enter. You know, I'm sitting in 21A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have to get some context for people. Uh, definitely things that team members have explored. I don't have anything to, to currently announce uh, in, in that space, but definitely things that have been explored to, to try to make that that beverage ordering process as seamless as possible. Yeah, especially during COVID. Right. That was, that's a, a, a primary concern. So I know folks are definitely looking in, into that piece. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask, Mark, I'm, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about the consumer, and that's understandable. I'm just curious if your team is also responsible for any of the digital interfaces that your employee colleagues use, because you do have this expertise. Uh, so I'm just wondering if you're doing any internal work as part of your remit. Yeah, it's not our current charge um, okay. in our current mission. We're primarily focused on the customer aspect of that because we want to get that re really well. We do work together with a number of those teams. Like our crew team, as an example, has an app uh, for crew bids and all that good stuff. And they'll work with our design team to make sure we have a consistent design language or be planning for a consistent design language. Similar with our our, our uh, corporate communications team, um, who might be doing social posts and things like that. Like, how do we pull that together? And our brand team that might be doing things for for commercial um, aspects. And I think we 
always have lots of opportunity uh, in that space as well. The, a piece that personally fascinates me is how do we make sure that that agent experience, if I'm, you know, if I'm handling phone calls or emails that are coming in or chats that are coming in from customers, how do we make sure that that experience is as efficient as, you know, the highly honed experience um, that we have for customers? You know, how, how do we bring to bear all the testing and whatnot? Because there's a lot of volume that goes through those experiences. And, you know, Henry, you've been travel for a long time. So you know how all these systems are tied together. <laughs> I mean, we're working off of systems that were designed to do radar silo connectivity in the 50s, you know? Right. And there's still hearts of that in the systems yeah. that, you know, I can tap a button and look at a cryptic PNR display if I really wanted to dig it up. And we abstract all that from customers where that there's more of that that's apparent to, to employees. You, you, I mean, you guys have flown other airlines and hear the clickety-clack when someone has to go change a ticket and you look behind and it's still a green screen mm. in certain areas. We're, we're definitely farther ahead than that. I just want to do even more. Um, and I want to test and, and design and make sure that those experiences are as great as they can be because I, I love our cohorts in those spaces. I just want it mm -hmm. to be as easy as possible for them. Mark, before we go to the skills to the last part oh yeah you talked about how your priorities and let's say pipelines development pipelines experimentation pipelines was affected and changed by COVID and all the stuff that you had to do obviously <laughs> uh, and a lot of things we had to do in an industries a lot yeah. of things had to move to digital space and self-service touchless space fast yeah so you yeah. had to do a lot of new stuff now let's say that we are coming out of this hopefully, to more to normal. What are the things that you see from that that you can leverage uh, or that you can, let's say, uh, build upon, especially on the digital product space? That's, that's a great question. Wow, COVID is and was wild. Like, we're, it's still not over and we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're sort of ramping down some pieces of the regulatory components of it, but there's still customers who are concerned and we need to respect that. Um, and we gotta be conscious of that. But COVID during the height of it, I mean, it was like, here's your roadmap, shred that, start over, do something else. You know, like <laughs> everything, you know, your capacity just went dramatically down. I think, yeah. I mean, our CFO probably has stuff that I, I don't have the numbers correctly, so I won't cite them off the top of my head, but the amount of cost that was taken out of the company effectively overnight, I mean, it was dramatic. So those were wild times. But I saw some amazing things when our, I, I would say our back was against the wall. I mean, we were telling people to write their senators, you know, uh, regarding pay and things like that. I mean, it was really dire times. But during those times, I saw people come together on things that we had to do incredibly quickly to do the right things for customers. Um, we, we, we built a temporary, we built a temporary uh, travel fund to points converter um, in um, probably two to three months. We had to go to loyalty systems. We had to do front end changes. We had to go do user testing. We had to do all this stuff. Those things in normal processes would have taken much longer, not for anyone doing anything wrong. It's just how it sort of plays out, you know? So we saw that. We saw a lot of innovation when the when the U.S. entry changes happened. I, that was our Christmas gift, you know, at the time. Like we were all on Christmas Christmas holiday, and the final regs came in. Um, and I, we had a we had a semi automated solution way beyond other airlines at the time in two weeks, you know. Uh, and we were juicing technologies like I had never seen before. <laughs> we were using in app messaging technology from our. Um, to power our check-in health acknowledgement experience that had to be required. I mean, we lit that stuff up in just a few days. We were using our survey technology to power some of the things to do the U.S. entry data collection. It was just fascinating, and I loved it. I don't know how much the team enjoyed it. But <laughs> what, I, what we learned was, hey, we, if we give our teams a clear mission and we cordon off the capacity and we just say, hey, this is where... We need to bring all these team members together. 
um, bring all these competencies focused on the mission and get out of it, you know, and let the team do the thing. Let Jason, who's our tech uh, product owner on the on the website, partner up directly with our user experience designer. You know, typically there's some extra folks that help product like help do project management in that space. Let's just let Jason and Taylor work together, figure it out, and they will have something in a day or two. Um, and it's fascinating to watch. School of agility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, and it was, we, a, a number of us got together, um, like my uh, peer, Tony, on the customer experience side and our friends in engineering were like, how can we just make that the practice? Um, you know, um, how do we make that as easy as possible for our team? So we're actually adopting uh, that in a number of areas that we've grown into. And uh, Bob has mentioned publicly, our new CEO, about modernizing our experiences. Not to say that they're behind, but that we want to do more for employees and we want to do more for customers and we want to make that day of travel experience as great as it can be. So if you, you don't have to call in for certain things that you have to call in for right now. So we're actually adopting some of those I hate to use the word agile because it's so overloaded yeah, yeah. right now. But uh, but we are adap adopting some of those principles, which in the manifesto are just focused teams that have all the right capabilities. So it's not like trying to book a friends and family trip with five different families, all with different objectives, all with different desires. And everyone is sort of now cordoned and focused in, in a particular area with uh, with some structure behind it. So. I'm really excited. We're, we're, we're beta testing some of that right now. Really excited to see how we can apply that as an ongoing practice in, in areas where it's a good idea. It wouldn't work for everything, but um, in, in certain areas, I think it could be very effective. Yeah. yeah. And maybe because I think that was a, a great, great story or a great learning process, uh, how to to change some stuff that maybe otherwise there is not so much or so, su such a big of an urgency to change because it worked before and then it doesn't any work anymore. So yeah. if we sum this up and we go back to the beginning when we talked about skills and digital skills and maybe in the concept of this, let's say also new, faster working of developing digital, a digital product and digital experiences. What, what do you see on the digital skill side? What kind of new roles do you see popping up or you are looking for or what are you what what do you see as the most crucial ones? Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're actually growing uh in if you follow me on LinkedIn, you probably have seen that we're <laughs> growing a lot. Um now yeah, good, that we're good, good uh, to see that. Good to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because COVID times were different. So it wasn't we weren't we definitely were not in growth mode. Uh so I'm excited to be back in growth mode. It's probably hyper growth mode um, as we try to try to build back up again. But uh, um, we're expanding into a, a no number of new product areas um, that uh, we, we've made some postings about. And those team members typically are uh, digital product managers, product owners, user experience designers, researchers, content developers, data analysts that focus on clickstream and data in particular. So those are some of the roles. And then the attributes that we look for are like we would look for any other Southwest employee, but someone who loves serving others and really embodies that. Um, someone who practices the golden rule and someone who understands this is a really big team sport. And then if we have all that in place, you know, in, in, and serves others with humility and, and you know, keeping things pretty light as well um, because we have a really we have a fun culture at, at, at Southwest, which is unique and, and exciting. Um, the other big piece is that you just get jazzed about building great digital experience <laughs> with like it should be your thing. And you think about it all the time. And when you travel, you're like, why doesn't it work like this? You know, when I'm flying, I commute each week. So when I commute, I'm constantly looking at our in-flight portal and why doesn't this work? And I'm sure the team loves it. So I try to queue up those emails and things like that <laughs> for later, or I don't send a lot of them and that's okay. But we need folks that 
have that appreciation for how do you take this these great technical capabilities and translate them into experiences that make it better when someone's grandmother is going to go visit uh, and travel with us to go see their grandson for the first time, you know, how do we make that as easier? Or when my mother and my mother-in-law Nuha is trying to travel with us and English may not be her first language. How do we make sure that that's really great for her? Um, and how do we build really simple experiences at the same time, balancing it for the, for our folks who fly with us hundreds of times a year. And, so it's fun. I get the feedback from Flyer Talk and I get the feedback from folks who might only. <laughs> uh, and the Flyer Talk crew is so much fun. Like they give great ideas. We've actually just did a usability study on a, uh, a version of my account that we're working on with them. Um, and they gave great examples. But people who can balance all those different personas really have be empathetic to all those different traveler experiences. Mark, do do are you, you know, recruiting only in the Dallas area? Can people work remotely? Uh, you, you mentioned you commute, but obviously you've been at the airline for a while and yeah, and so on. So, so with uh, uh, against the whole uh, what's return to office look like and where do you want these folks living or do you care? Yeah, I would say our culture is very much connected, you know, so we, we definitely are, are still p- posting our positions as DFW based. Um, there's some exceptions to that, like with, with other groups within Southwest, but, uh, for our digital experiences, we really want people to be able to, to come in, in the moments that matter, um, and be connected together because, oh my gosh, it's so much easier, you know, to, to run a design sprint, uh, when you're together and you can see how people are reacting and emoting in those moments. Um, but to your point, you know, I, I make the personal investment to commute because my family all lives in Indianapolis. And I knew that when I signed up for the job, I'm just now sort of taking advantage of that even more during uh, during COVID times. But uh, yeah, so DFW-based positions, um, I'm really interested to see how all that evolves too. Um, but we are a hybrid, at least within my group, a, a hybrid uh, work culture right now. And I'm in the office. We, I may be a, a, just a few folks here in the office with me right now. Um, but we're bringing everyone on site as an example tomorrow uh, so we can have a, a, a team event um, across all of our digital experience, go to market and loyalty teams just to build connections. So uh, if that helps. Yeah, and I think part the things that we discussed today, just to sum it up, I think, uh, let's say experimentation, being able to research, being able to design, try new stuff. I see airlines few of them, but I see some of them promote this kind of work environment and say, okay, look, this is really fun stuff to do. So I think what you guys do falls into this category, really. And yeah. uh, I encourage all the people there yeah, to follow the updates and see to get ideas, but also to see what they can do in this space and build a really great airline digital experience. Uh, yeah. So it's fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Thanks, Mark. This was great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, Mark. I just want to give a shout out to, to you, Henry. I mean, uh, your work has been incredibly influential. Really? Uh, my work. I, I mean, I can cite, I mean, we were doing, I think you may have done a Marriott write-up uh, uh, a number of years back on some of their login experiences, things like that, if I recall. Um, this may be going back to Forrester days and stuff like that, but... Uh, I keep a lot of your articles on file. Uh, <laughs> That's good. And, uh, yeah, and I re- reference them. I mean, still, many of them are very timely. Um, I mean, these are hard problems to solve, and you, you helped uh, influence me. And you, um, you, you'd be surprised how many times your graphs and insights may have been used at Southwest. Good. So I'm glad. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Mark, you, you you know, you said something. You mentioned something yesterday, which is digital hospitality. And you don't often see those words combined into yep. one phrase. So I appreciate not only that you like the work that I've done, but I appreciate that you and your colleagues are trying to blend digital and hospitality because, of course, Southwest has a 50-year history of being an airline where you know, customer service is a core value and customer, the word customer 
is yep. capitalized. You know, the seeing customer is capitalized. Yeah, I'm well trained. <laughs> I spell check. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it shows the, it reflects the the perspectives and priorities of of the airline, and it's it's not easy to do digital. It's not easy to do hospitality. It's really difficult to combine them in a way that is efficient, that works with the broad perspective of people you serve, and is authentic and not contrived. I fully agree uh it's so hard to do really well and to keep it simple um is the other big piece I, i'd share one last story uh you know we're very much data driven but sometimes you do make gut based choices a good example um ashley one of our designers um was looking at our confirmation page when she was on the booking team in that space and she goes, it's really weird that you get to the confirmation page and we don't even say thank you. We just say your record locator number is X123, you know? Uh, and we just changed it and just said, thank you at the end, you know? Thank you, thank you for buying a ticket with us. I don't have any metrics to tell you that that's the best thing to do, quite honestly. That is a hard thing to measure, um, but it's the right thing to do. Um, so we did it. Um, and trying to find those moments that matter um, is really fun, so. Yeah, so I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. So this is the confirmation page of our podcast. So yeah, thank, Anna. thank you, Mark. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> I, I, I think we will do. We will. We need to repeat this at some point in the future. And Henry, absolutely, you need to promise Henry you produce another chart so Mark can work on that, and we'll see how what the concepts are there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. This was great. Was thank you. It was thank great. you. Take yeah. care. Stay well, everybody. CETA is the air transport industry's IT provider, delivering solutions for airlines, airports, aircraft, and governments. Our technology powers more seamless, safe, and sustainable air travel. With around 2,500 customers, CETA's solutions drive operational efficiencies at more than 1,000 airports while delivering the promise of the connected aircraft to customers of 18,000 aircraft globally. CETA also provides a technology solution that helps airlines worldwide bring their cabin crew into the digital era with an all-in-one digitalization tool. CrewTab, the tablet application for cabin crew, transforms daily airline operations from the ground up unlocking the highest level of resource optimization, ultimate cost savings, innovative revenue generation opportunities, and maximum passenger satisfaction.